You're tuning in to Missouri NEA Connects, a podcast to focus on all things Missouri education, from policy to practice, so that each of us can unite, inspire, and lead from where we are. We're happy you're here. Samantha Hayes here from Missouri NEA, Teaching and Learning Director. I am here to give you the update on the State Board of Education. Uh, They met June 6, 2023, a couple Tuesdays ago, and this is what happened. There was an update on the School Innovation Waiver Program. Dr. Jenny Ulrich, the Lonedale Superintendent, and Dr. Jeremy Tucker of Liberty, Liberty Superintendent, presented the update on the School Innovation Waiver Program. Uh, with leaders from the Success Ready Student Network. In August, districts in the system design zone of, of the Success Ready Student Network will bring innovation waivers to the state board for them to consider granting exemptions from specific requirements in Missouri education law and regulations for the purpose of improving student readiness, increasing compensation to teachers, and improving recruitment, professional development, and training. Waivers can be effective for up to three years, and no more than one innovation for a school can be implemented at a time. Certain requirements, such as federal assessment and IDEA requirements, cannot be waived. This innovation waiver program came from a statute uh, from Senate Bill 681 in the 2022 legislative session. The plan requires identification of provision of law for which the waiver is being requested, measurable targets and goals, and provide an explanation of how this is going to be innovative in community involvement, school employees, and teams. When districts bring the the proposed waivers to the state board, the board shall consider and determine whether the plan addresses the intent of the law or regulation to be waived, illustrates that proposed waivers are necessary to meet the purposes, includes participation from all stakeholders, and improves recruitment and retention. The board can consult the innovation team at any time during the waiver period and request modifications. The innovation waiver, as I said, derived from Senate Bill 681. I have linked that revised statute um, in the description. Next, the state board heard an update on the strategic plan. The state board is facilitating a subcommittee that focuses on updating the department's strategic plan. The strategic plan acts as a blueprint for both the state board and DESE in their work. The Hunt Institute is helping the subcommittee work on plan components and a schedule for board the board to review the strategic plan at regular intervals. The subcommittee hopes to review the strategic plan on an annual basis and review a refresh of the plan every three years or so. Annual review will include a scorecard for each of the key activities from priority and focus area. This scorecard will include both qualitative and quantitative success measures. The subcommittee has sought stakeholder input via survey and focus groups who met virtually. The survey results were from stakeholders. I remember tweeting this out and also indicating what I had put as my top areas that needed to be prioritized. The prioritized areas that all stakeholder groups essentially said needed to be the top priorities for DESE and the state board are as follows. Ensuring school and classrooms remain the safest place for students and teachers, retention of high-quality credentialed educators, providing mental health supports and services to students and teachers, providing training and interventions that improve student behavior and teacher satisfaction, such as ensuring students are cooperative, honest, ethical, collaborative, and show kindness, concern, and respect towards others, and then improving 
literacy proficiency rates for students in pre-kindergarten through third grade. These areas have been prioritized in the strategic plan and in the report that I have also linked in the description uh, are the previous strategic plan and then the proposed strategic plan for DESE and the state board. It is titled Show Me Success. Looks like they've really adjusted the priority areas. They have taken out um, safe and healthy schools as a priority area, but they that doesn't mean they took it out completely. They made it a foundational element. So they added foundations to pri- below the priority areas. So safe and healthy schools and need-based funding and resources are at that foundational part of the graphic underneath the priority areas. The next step for the work is to review the scorecard and evaluation metrics in summer 2023, so this summer, and to bring demonstration to the full state board in August. The full three to five year strategic roadmap is aligned with refreshed priorities and will occur in the fourth quarter of the of the 2023 calendar year. And then next, the state board heard a report on the Holocaust Education and Awareness Commission. The Holocaust Education and Awareness Commission began from a statute signed into law in 2008 by Governor Blunt. The curriculum of this commission must be participated in by all school districts by the year 25-26 school year. For the upcoming 23-24 school year, the commission will continue to work with DESE to finalize that Holocaust curriculum framework and continue to plan professional development workshops for Missouri educators with specific focus on piloting districts and schools. They will offer continued mentoring and educational resources for all Missouri teachers, schools, and community members and work with legislators in the governor's office to appoint three additional commission members. So if you are teaching Holocaust education in your curriculum, I would definitely um, look for this Holocaust Education and Awareness Commission. They've got some great resources um, and they are super helpful and super awesome humans. So there is a lot of great work being done there and more to come um, after they have appointed three additional commission members. In additional news, the Blue Ribbon Commission focused on teacher recruitment and retention is in phase two, looking specifically at culture and climate in schools. The first meeting for phase two was held virtually. The second meeting was held in person on Friday, May 19th, and the third meeting was held virtually last Thursday, June 15th. All details for these meetings are posted on the Blue Ribbon Commission webpage. I have also linked those in the description. I plan to be present at each of those meetings uh, as I have for the last year now since this phase one started last June. The final commission meeting is uh, Friday, July 14th, 8.30 to 3 p.m. at the governor's office building in room 450. The commission will then deliver their phase two report to the State Board of Education at their meeting in in August. The commission members I have linked in the description. An update on what has happened to date. Uh, The first meeting was held virtually for the Blue Ribbon Commission on Tuesday, April 4th. This meeting laid out the complex nature of the culture and climate focus that they have for this recruitment and retention phase. The group also heard from DESE on various programs and strategies referred to as quote-unquote levers that are already in place at the department that could be used to impact culture and climate. No decisions were reached during that first meeting. It was more about giving the commission an understanding of why culture and climate is difficult to solve and possible tools already in place for potential solutions. The levers that were discussed were research and recruitment, research on recruitment and retention efforts in the Missouri school districts. So that means that any district that has received a recruitment and retention grant, they are, DESE is collecting those strategies and they are 
looking at how successful they were in districts, and they are compiling all of the successful strategies that have been used in order to produce guidance for recruitment and retention down the road. Grow your own programs and funding, resource and local guidance from DESE, changing policy, statute, regulations, or DESE protocols, grant funding, and MSIP 6. And MSIP 6 as a lever includes their MSIP's standards and indicators school, the, or the standards and indicators, continuous school improvement plan, response to standards, and the culture and climate survey. In the second meeting, which was in person, the commission heard from panels of current practitioners, from teachers, administrators, and parents. While we know that these current practitioners that were on panels, they were awesome. They were rock stars. They did an awesome job. Um, I can't say enough great things about them. They were just speaking so much truth. Um, And I really appreciate them taking their time to come to this Blue Ribbon Commission to speak truth to policymakers and decision makers on the state level. I very much appreciate that. MNEA created a survey to gather additional practitioner input for the Blue Ribbon Commission members just to give strength and numbers to what those current practitioners were saying. So we brought survey data, put together a report, and brought some recommendations. It really mirrored what the current practitioners were saying. MNEA delivered three recommendations, a statewide working condition survey, very similar to North Carolina working condition survey, the promotion of shared leadership models in schools to help elevate teacher voices and put uh, teachers at the decision-making tables in districts and also more investment in Missouri Leadership Development System, MLDS, to ensure high-quality administrators in the state of Missouri. The report from MNEA can be found linked in the description and key takeaways from the panels and breakout groups can also be found linked in the description. On Thursday, June 15th, there was a virtual meeting where the commission heard from two individuals, Dr. Carol Basile, I think, Basil, from Arizona State University, and Shanaka Ellison from Opportunity Culture and Public Impact regarding innovative school models. The models they discussed were team models that differed from teams in professional learning communities. This model redesigned really PLC work to quote unquote work on the same time as the learning space and in real time. That was what these um, two individuals stated and how it it differs from PLCs. These models restructured grade levels to include teams of teachers, which included a lead teacher guiding a team of teachers for larger groups of students. Think entire grade levels. The association is against this model as it is in its earliest stages of implementation in Arizona and in the different spaces it's happening in the country. So there's very little longitudinal data to support this work and it opens the door for merit pay, unfound evaluation practices. There's just a lot of slippery slopes that can happen with this potential model that was presented as a potential solution. This remainder of the meeting focused on MLDS and the impact that it has on current administrators in Missouri and MNEA as we supported that because that was one of our recommendations from our survey. If you have any questions or concerns regarding the Blue Ribbon Commission, please don't hesitate to reach out to me, Samantha Hayes at MNEA. Next, uh, the state board heard four cases regarding teacher licensure. Recently, Missouri has been getting attention nationwide for districts attempting to attempting to revoke a teacher's license if they decide to break their contract. If a teacher decides to break their contract, while this is within district statutory rights to take this action, 
MNEA believes it's a heavy-handed approach and is really unnecessary. The board heard a report on the Career and Technical Education CTE Advisory Council. The Advisory Council spoke on the on the plans, their plans to review CTE teacher certification requirements, address the lack of access to CTE centers in various locations in the state, and expand CTE programs. All recommendations from the CTE Advisory Council are included in the linked report in the description. The board heard an update from both Riverview Garden School District and Normandy School Collaborative, both districts, and with board approval, are in the process of transitioning to returning the district to local governance, and they are expected to provide a periodic updates to the state board. There was a lot of rulemaking that happened. Um, the proposed rules were presented to the board, discussed and approved. I have linked those again in the description. Again, it's also linked in the full report that um, MNEA has put together. There were rules on vocational rehabilitation office of adult from the Office of Adult Learning and Re- Rehabilitation Services. Most of the changes have to do with title change, language updates to meet federal requirements, and add federal citations. All of these were approved. There were four rules that applied to group homes and child care centers. Um, they were all approved. Most of the changes have to do with the term quote unquote caregiver and being able to include a junior aide. A junior aide is someone who is of 16 to 17 years of age. The changes had to do with revising the definition of provider to specify that the adult person that the adult person is licensed anyone 18 years or older. With the addition of the junior aide, the qualified staff, and the ratio was also updated. Only adult caregivers 18 and over count in the ratio, and the junior aide only count in ratio if they are in direct supervision of an adult. Junior aides are not allowed in the infant-toddler ratio at all. Further, there was a proposed group size limitation for ages 3 plus to comply with federal law. Those were all approved. There was um, the recension of MSIP 5 language in rules since MSIP 6 is now in full effect. That recension was approved. And the consideration of the Show Me Success Diploma program, there was a proposed rule surrounding that program, which derived from Senate Bill 681 in the 2022 legislative session. Uh, this program is another pathway for students to graduate early anywhere during their, their 10th grade through 12th grade year. The statute requires students to complete a course of study at the local level, demonstrate knowledge and skills and assessments, and meet all graduation requirements to graduate early. Students can graduate and remain in school to have enriching courses, or they can graduate and enroll in a higher education institution. If these students attend a higher education institution before their 12th grade year, they will receive state aid that would have gone towards the district for that time as a 10th to 12th graders, 10th to 12th grade student. Districts have the option to participate in this program or not. The proposed rule was approved. The next meeting of the State Board of Education will be held on August 15th, 2023 at DESE in Jefferson City, Missouri. If you have any questions or suggestions, please contact me at the Hayes. Um, my contact information is in the description. Details of the State Board of Agenda can also be found at DESE's website, which I have also linked in the description. The August meeting will be pretty heavy in terms of a lot of um, decisions being made or updates there the State Board is hearing. They are going to be hearing from the School Innovation Waiver, from 
the finalized social emotional learning standards. They will be hearing um, recommendations from the Blue Ribbon Commission. Oh, and they also said something about the strategic plan coming back um, in the August meeting. So if you, again, have any questions, concerns, or suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out and I will see you in, or I will talk to you in August.